0: Hello and welcome to Girls That Invest, the platform that empowers millennials through financial literacy. You're joined today by your hosts, Sim and Sonia, two millennial investors who are extremely passionate about all things investing and personal finance. Hey, Sonia. Hi, Sim. How are we today? How are you?
1: Okay, I see we're going to ignore my question, but that's fine. I'm doing great. I've had a productive week. I've had a relaxing weekend. I'm already looking forward to the Queen's birthday even though I don't know why we're under the monarchy you know what when it comes
0: to these kind of public holidays like just don't question it long live the queen
1: yeah I won't I will never say that but here we are I appreciate the day off queenie thank you well today's topic is really fun and fresh if I do say so myself we're talking about forex trading
0: Believe it or not, it's not actually a scam. However, there's a lot that we need to know about before we get into it, and it's not as hard as it seems, which seems to be a staple statement that I make before every episode. Yeah, so I'll
1: get into what it is, a little bit of ancient history, as we all like, and then we'll go into how people actually make money from it. But the Forex trading or the Forex market is literally just the foreign exchange market where currencies are traded. That's simple enough to understand. If you've grasped that, then you got it, sweetie. And in terms of foreign exchange trading, it's actually existed since the beginning of time, it's been in the Bible. So, there were money changes in the bible and what I found from doing a little bit of research is that through every era of I guess time in history there has been their own version of forex trading if that makes sense suited towards the time that they're in so for example if we're looking at ancient times, there were money changers that were like silversmiths or like goldsmiths, and they would exchange like different coins for goods and services, which is like currency exchanging. If we're moving into like medieval times, like during the 15th century, I think a few people might have heard of the Medici family, but essentially, and they are um, required to open banks at foreign locations in order to exchange currency. And the whole reason that they set that up was to act on behalf of textile merchants. So again, kind of like setting up a foreign exchange to suit the time and I guess the biggest trade at that time as well.
0: It's really interesting how far back foreign exchange goes because if someone was like, how old is forex trading? I would not have put it down to biblical times. I I really wouldn't have. No. I mean, if we're moving
1: past medieval times and closer to, like, you know, postmodern, after-world war, foreign exchange trading was kind of reduced to just, like, enterprises or big banks. So, like, your everyday person wasn't really allowed to be involved with currency trading. But now... Like, day-to-day people can be involved in
0: it. So it's interesting seeing, like, the transitions. Now we have, like, 19-year-olds on YouTube explaining how they use the Forex market. (laughs) We have content creators
1: spending $1,000 on Forex trading
0: to entertain. That's how fast time changes. Usually we like to do our disclaimers at the end of our episodes, but for Forex trading, just to disclaim it, it is very risky. It is very unprofitable in the general sense. Most people do not make a lot of money from it. However, who's to say that you're not someone that is in that category you might do great and so the foreign exchange market also called forex also called the currency market they're all basically the same thing is where currencies are traded if sonia has one australian dollar and she wants to exchange it for us dollars that is the foreign exchange market and so what happens is you're basically making money off the shift and change in currencies going up and down throughout the day the foreign exchange market is one of the only markets if not the only true market which is non-stop and is continuously trading around the world which is a good thing for some people it's basically as volatile as the online nice guy when you tell him you're not interested sonia But in comparison in the forex market, you want the volatility because when the prices go up and go down very fast, that is where the money is made. There's a lot of factors that can affect what causes the prices to shift, interest rates and tourism and politics, and also little things day to day that can cause huge jumps and huge drops within a few minutes. You've got a lot of people in this market. You've got banks. You've got companies, you've got investors like you and I, and since it's the biggest market with a lot of volatility, you can see why money can be made quite quickly. So this leads on to the question, how is money actually made? And you can break it down into two points, speculation and hedging. Speculation is probably the easiest of the two to understand. You're trying to make a quick profit by bidding in the change of a value of a currency, Does that make it like gambling? No, because there are some factors involved, like as we mentioned, upcoming elections or trade deals that will kind of indicate to you that, you know, the Australian dollar is going to go up today while the US dollar is going to go down. And what you can do is bet on that. And if you're right and you've used leverage, which means other people's money, you can make a lot of money doing this. So when it comes to trading on the Forex, you're basically trading in pairs, which is a little bit different to stocks. Because when you've got stocks, you either buy or you sell a single stock. You either buy a stock of Facebook or you sell the Facebook stock. In Forex, you're trading in pairs. So you've got, say, the US dollar against the Australian dollar, or the New Zealand dollar against the US dollar. And so you buy one to sell the other at the same time. And what you're trying to do is, say you've got the US and Australian dollar, you assume, let's say the US dollar is on one hand, you think it's going to go up in value, and you're an Australian. So what you do is you basically put your Australian dollars into US dollars, the value of the US dollar goes up because you predicted correctly, you exchange it back in in simple terms, and you've made a profit. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, that makes sense. It seems like very time-consuming, though, eh? Like, you'd have to time it impeccably to make that gain.
0: Yeah, it's definitely not a buy-and-hold strategy that you do where you, you know, put a little bit of money into a stock and you leave it for 10 years and you come back and you've made a profit. It's very in and out quickly. The thing with Forex trading that I find so funny is that you can, you know, look at markets, And look at the price changes in 15 minute spans. Like they'll be like, hey, look what happened in 15 minutes, because so much can happen in 15 minutes. Which just blew my mind when I learned that. Yeah, you're about to get whiplash. Like, why would you I don't
1: know. I don't mean to come across as stressy in this, considering I'm the one that's gonna be talking about the pros of this trade, but it's very fast. Like if you like very fast results. You're in and you're out. Maybe, maybe this is something to consider. I'm boring.
0: Is it boring or is it smart? Nah, I'm just joking. So while this is a simple explanation, it is essentially the basis of forex trading. And you can do funny things here and there. You can enter a long position, which is where you make money if you predict that the rate will increase. You can short a position if you think the trade will fall. You can predict the time and the price of trades that you'll buy in the future, which are called futures. But in essence, you are speculating. And if you can understand this, that you are buying and selling on the thought that a price of the US dollar against the Australian dollar will go up and down, that's all it is. And the thing that makes Forex so interesting is that you can use leverage, which you can't do so easily in other types of investing like stock market. But you can leverage in real estate and that's what makes real estate so fun and and interesting because you can use not your money to make a lot of money. But on the flip side, if you lose money, you've not just lost your money, you've lost other people's money and you get into a lot of debt. So that's what speculating is. Then the other side is hedging. Now hedging is not something that day-to-day investors, retail investors like you and I do. But it's when a company wants to offset the fluctuation of the change in the dollar. Why does a company need to do that? Well, just say that you're a company and you're based in the US and you sell sunscreen in Australia. If it costs you 50 US dollars to make your sunscreen and then 100 Australian dollars to sell it, you're using different currencies, right? But what happens if the Australian dollar drops and rather than a hundred Australian dollars, which is what you'd usually sell your sunscreen for, if it drops, it's still a hundred Australian dollars, but when you convert it back to US dollars, you get less profit. And so your profit from your sunscreen sales, even though it's always a hundred Australian dollars, when you convert it back to your own company, your own currency, it fluctuates and so some months you might make a lot of money other months you might make less money and it's nothing to do with your product or your company it's just the foreign exchange and do you see how that can kind of be you know a bit annoying
1: yeah definitely because the amount that you invest in said sunscreen never changes but the value always will right yeah that being said it can be on the flip side where it could be worth more
0: oh yeah you're absolutely right if the u.s dollar changes in the opposite way then yeah you end up making more of a profit so as a company owner i want to know that i can still pay my employees i want to know that i can still take home that check so i don't want the foreign exchange fluctuations to mess with my profit so what do i do i hedge my bets so If the Australian dollar goes down, I have already short the Australian dollar, which means I have already put in money to say that if the Australian dollar goes down, So, how can Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increased revenue, expanded reach, and enhanced customer experience. It's a win-win-win. To learn more about how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash iphone today. That's what I'm betting, and I'll make money off the bet. So, it's okay if my profits go down in my company, because if the Australian dollar goes down, You know, on this other side, I'm going to make money if that happens. So in result, I break even. So just to make it clear, hedging means that if my company struggles to make profit because of fluctuations in the market when I'm trading between, you know, different countries, between where I make my products and where I sell it, I can Bet against or bet for that fluctuation. So if it does happen, I've made money off my bets, even if I've lost money off fluctuations in my company's profits.
1: Smart. I feel like people that do this are real overthinkers, eh? And over <laughs> Like just preparing for every single situation, honey. You're not about to make a fool out of me, you know? Exactly.
0: That is exactly the <laughs>
1: mindset behind it. You're right. Now... With all that being said, I know that sounds like a long and exhausting and, quite frankly, energy-consuming process to even see the benefits of everything. But there are a few pros to investing in the Forex market compared to investing in stocks, which I'll go into. So one of them, as Sam mentioned before, would be market trading hours. So Because the foreign exchange market is a completely global market, you can trade 24 hours a day, five days a week. That gives you a lot of time, a lot of opportunities for trading. So if you're not, I guess, active in when the stock market is is awake, so generally between like 9.30 to 4.00, is when trading sessions for stocks are, and that's Eastern Standard Time, Monday through to Friday, with the exception of like market holidays. You've got this market that is just brimming with ample opportunities because you've got more time, right? Another reason people get into it another pro compared to investing in the stock market would just be, honestly, market influences. Now, when I say market influences, I mean... You mean like Tammy Hembrow? There's, why would you do this to me? <laughs> but honestly, no. <laughs> Not a fan. No. I, I didn't say I wasn't a fan. I think she's great. She has abs after having two kids and I'm still trying. That's fine. Both markets are obviously going to be influenced by supply and demand, but there's a few other factors that can move like the prices around so when you're looking at investing in the stock market you kind of look at what directly impacts said stock for example Elon musk's tweets am i right honey
0: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) i just wanted to really hear that including like when you're doing your research about stocks like we talk a good game about understanding what you're actually investing in so With stock market websites, they'll have research on like the company's debt, cash flow earning, how the branding is going, how the marketing is going. Those are just some of the factors that can move the stock up and down. But with foreign exchange trading, that focus or like the influence tends to be wider, which means that you've got more room to gain more. And again, in Quite a short amount of time you do need to be quite aware of two economies because when you're exchanging one currency for the other it does mean you just kind of need to do your research into both economies but that leads me into when we're talking about liquidity so liquidity and bing this is going to be a jargon term but essentially it means How easy is it to buy an asset and how easy is it to sell in a market? So with Forex, it is the largest and probably, I would argue, the most popular financial market in the world, which means that it's extremely liquid and it frequently, like on average, it will see like a turnover of trillions and trillions of dollars. So that's like a daily turnover. Now, onto to the cons of the Forex trading. Simran will take it away.
0: I think what we like to do in these episodes is give you a balanced view so that you've got the pros, but you've also got the cons and you can make your call. I feel like there's a lot more cons, Try not to be biased, like there's a lot more cons when it comes to Forex trading than pros, but the pros are definitely good. I mean, you can make a lot of money. That is a pro. However... One, you are more likely to lose money than you are to make money and that's not even accounting for the fees, the costs of trading that you take, the software that you might end up buying to help and number two, you are a very, very, very small sardine in the sea of forex trading. The people who are doing forex trading full-time are hedge fund managers they work for big banks, they are investing for huge companies. Only 5% of retail traders make up the forex space. So you're trying to bet against some people that know their ish. You're also going to find that it's a lot harder to grasp in the stock market. Like Sonia said, you don't just have to take into account One country, you have to take into account the two countries that you're trading between and how they relate to each other. And, you know, are they getting along? Is that going to affect the value of it going up or down? One thing which I do not have is you need a high level of emotional tolerance to get through the volatility, which can be a good thing, the volatility, but it can mean you can also lose a lot of money very quickly without. High risk, you cannot get high reward. But I think the thing that gets me and gets to a lot of people in the industry is because you've got leverage, which means that you can use your money but also someone else's money to, you know, invest or trade in the forex market, you can also lose your leverage. And so not only are you zeroing your own account, but now you owe someone money or you owe your broker money. And that can be a very dangerous place to be if you're not okay with that risk and you don't have systems in place to help you out. And so personally, I do not do Forex trading. I don't think I ever will, but I think it's good to know that it exists and what it takes to get into it. And I think for some people, it's a great option.
1: I agree. I feel like as time goes on and you learn more things about yourself, I kind of see this as a checklist. Emotional tolerance? No, I do not have that. Being a small fish in a big pond and understanding all the ins and outs of politics and different currencies. Do I have patience? No, I do not have that. I, I I really don't like every pro that I said, flip it and think about it in the worst way possible. That's that's your cons right there. I was joking about this before. If you go onto the FMA website, which is like our New Zealand like government website for financial markets, when you're trying to look at Forex trading and how it works, there's like a little bit before you even get into the reading, like caution, this is very high risk. And then every single paragraph, it breaks down like, please consult a financial advisor. It's just like politely saying, don't do
0: it, but
1: do it, but don't do it.
0: My favorite part is when there was one sentence that was like, if you are a beginner in forex trading, Don't get started. But like everyone's a beginner at some stage. Like it's basically read between the lines and don't do it.
1: Yeah. But you know what? There are people out there that, hey, they do have emotional tolerance and they do have patience and they want to learn new things. And if you heard the pros and you're like, hey, that sounds pretty good, please look into it a little bit further. That stems past this probably 30-minute podcast episode and see if it's the right thing for you. We're not really here to say you should do this or you shouldn't do this, but hopefully it's given you some food for thought, eh?
0: Absolutely. So in summary, Forex trading, it's been around since the biblical times. It is the largest market in the world. And the way that people make money is either through hedging, which is more, bigger companies and banks to do rather than you and I, but also through speculating. And that's where retail investors can jump in and make a lot of money, but also lose a lot of money. And like Sonia Mm. said, some people, perfect fit for most of us, probably not. And yeah, I guess that's us.
1: So before we go, make sure you check us out on Insta, it's Girls That Invest and also our Facebook group, Girls That Invest. And make sure you drop us a review on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate all the feedback to see how we can continue making this podcast better for you guys. To wrap things up, we just wanted to finish with our quick disclaimer that Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from girls that invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence. Alrighty. I think that's awesome.
0: Till next time, Sonia. Till next time. See ya. Bye.